Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome to the five o'clock show. It's time for common sense. Now it's Cats and Cosby with John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby standing for truth, justice, and the American way, bringing common sense to the world. Now here's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Well, we're back. Yes, we are. And John, wow, what a wild day it is. Tuesday or Wednesday yet? Uh, it feels like uh, it's like uh, it's a long, it's, it's, it's a long way. Craig Eaton is here. Wait, it's Tuesday. It must be Tuesday. Tuesday. It's got to be Tuesday. Look how our well dressed he is, Republican too. Craig Eaton <laughs> Thank you. And our common sense Democrat, we have uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Judge Richard Weinberg. And to find out what the heck is going on in the streets, we have... The guy with the red uh I recognize him. I recognize <laughs> that guy with the red beret. Curtis Lee and Curtis, you got some big interesting news about another uh the migrant shelter, the mega shelter, yes. right? This would be Tell the, us what's going on in the streets of New York. The mother of all shelters, Floyd Bennettfield. As you know, there have been two protests from the Queen's side, led by Sid Rosenberg and myself from the Rockways, and then from the Brooklyn side, led by moderate Democrats, <laughs> Assemblywoman Jamie Williams. She was told by Governor Hochul's office, don't worry, nothing's going to happen. And she actually accepted that. And I say, no, 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 that's Hochul. I know that there are contractors there today on runway 19 where they're going to construct the tents who have now signed contracts to do the plumbing, electricity, and put up the tents. And they're going to try to get it done as Russia Shana starts on Friday into Saturday, right on through to Yom Kippur. Wait, so explain the, the tactic of that. Wait, what, wait, they're you know busy? what I said a couple of months ago? Curtis is more right than wrong. I, did you say that? I thought you said something else. Yes. That saved my us a few times here at WABC. But anyway, so while Hochul was saying, don't worry about it, the assemblywoman says, Curtis, what's going on? And I told her. So she's having a press conference tomorrow with all the civic groups, Democrats and Republicans together, and they're going into court with an attorney to file an injunction to immediately stop it. The place is flooded from all the the uh, bad weather we've had. It's a flood zone. And then I and Sid will announce what we're doing on the Queen side tomorrow at 7.05. Oh, this is going to be the mother of all rallies. The mother of all rallies. So now I was hearing in Staten Island, they're like blaring what they're like playing. Is it music or speeches? What are they doing no, there? What do you guys do with Five there? separate languages. It's the owner of the home directly behind St. John Villa Academy. That's a really lovely area in Grasmere. And they announce in five languages Go back to Manhattan. They give you hotel rooms. They'll treat you a lot better. There's nothing to do out here. There's no work. You're in the middle of nowhere. And as soon as the illegals are brought in, they hear it in the language of their origin. Remember, they have it in Spanish. They have it in Ukrainian. They have it in Urdu. So how many people do they have in Staten Island? Uh, they had at one time 180 Capacity 300, they're now down to eight. Has anybody bought eight? earmuffs? Eight. eight? Because what, what, what happened? Why are, are they, they down saying to we eight? can't take the, the speech so anymore? Staten, <laughs> so Staten Island won? Almost there. Almost there. Remember, they have a court date this week that will finalize it. But remember, the, all the Staten Island residents, these are mothers and grandmothers, are telling the uh, illegals in their own languages, why not go back to Manhattan? They, they give you hotel rooms. You're going to be sleeping on the floor here. Now, Curtis, yeah. I don't understand. We had Mayor Adams on yesterday. And yes. Then we had somebody else. And there was 100,000 migrants. And all of a sudden, they're telling us there's 60. What happened to the other 40,000? No, first of all, uh, that's what I call common core math. That's why I couldn't do it with my two youngest sons, Hunter and Carter. It's 120,000 illegals that have been brought in here. 
So well, how many are left? Are there all 120? And, and what John's asking is like, where are the others that are, you know, he's saying, okay, the 60,000 are right. in New York City care. Right. That's what the mayor There's is telling us. There's more than 60,000. So where are the, where are the, whatever, the, the remaining, other, yeah, the, the other, other yeah, the other 60. They've shipped them upstate into other locations. Or are they just hanging around and not in the system? Well, I don't trust their math. I really don't trust their math because they've been wrong before many, many times. And you want to know what is the one agency that is has total focus of this, and you can't get a straight answer. You can't get a straight answer. It's total chaos. Well, I, Kurt, I said, well you said that, that tomorrow you're going to be talking about another rally, the largest rally. Where is that yeah. going to be, and when is that going to That'll be? That'll be at Floyd Bennett Field. Or when? Probably, probably Thursday night, right before the high okay. holiday begins, right at the entrance of Floyd Bennett Field as you get off of the Gil Hodges Bridge. So make it easy for the people of Rockaway. Well, I, I was at I was at the one you did outside Floyd Bennett Field a few weeks ago, and that was amazing. I mean, yeah. the people were so engaged and so angered by what was going on. Well, Craig, what, the, the beautiful thing about that, as you know, is that was organized by me and Sid. We limited it. We had only the one official who spoke at the end, Assemblywoman Jamie De- Williams, a Democrat, because she was patient. She waited around. Most time you tell an elected official they can't talk, they don't They don't stay. No talking, no right. staying. Andrew Lanz <laughs> in Staten Island, the state senator, always stays from beginning to end, which is the, what elected officials should do. But this is where we're going to announce the civil disobedience that we will engage in. First off, Craig Eaton, props to my wife, Nancy. She was in court with me yesterday. Alvin Bragg decided, I'm not going to prostitute, uh, prosecute her. Oh, 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 oh. Wait, was that a Freudian slip? <laughs> yes. I'm not going to prosecute Curtis because with his wife's assistant, he's pleading guilty. And they say they're going to challenge it right up to the United States Supreme Court. So they just dismissed me right there. Victory, like victory for Nancy. So, like, so this guy's I, too in much other words, if you tell, hey, is that a new thing? Craig, if you tell uh, the prosecutor you're going to go all the way to the Supreme Court, they're going to dismiss it because they don't they don't want to be cases. afraid. They're going to be afraid of they that. Don't want they're going to dismiss cases. all. That's an interesting concept. Let's go to Alan we have to let all our defense bring, bring attorneys Alan know that. On, <laughs> yeah, let's go to Harvard Law Professor Emeritus, the great <laughs> constitutional scholar Alan Dershowitz. Uh, Professor Dershowitz, what can be done first? We have a lot of questions to ask you, but first on yeah. the migrant issue, uh, what can be done uh, with all of these things? We had the mayor on yesterday. He said, "Oh, it's because of right to shelter, sanctuary city." Where do you think this stands? Well, first, I learned a new way of winning cases. Thank you. Thank you, Curtis. And yeah. the others, I just... Yes. A new I, way to win cases. The Supreme Court. <laughs> and, 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 if they think you're going to appeal it... And they... I actually have credibility because I do take cases all the way to the Supreme Court, and I even win some. So uh, that's a good, a good tactic. Look, this is an uncharted area of law. There is no right to sanctuary cities. Sanctuary cities are... Acts of civil disobedience, just like the acts of civil disobedience that you're talking about here. They're extra legal. They're like Martin Luther King marching in the South. He didn't say what he was doing was lawful. What he said, what he was doing was morally correct. His letter from the from the jailhouse makes that point very clear. And sanctuary cities aren't legal. You can't defy federal law if you're a state or you're a city and declare that somehow you're immune or exempt from the usual laws relating to illegal immigrants that are in the city and that the federal government has the right to treat, obviously, humanely, but to uh, make sure that they don't uh, abuse their status. So uh, there's a lot that could be done, both through court challenges and through executive action. So let me ask you, Professor Dershowitz, too, while we have you here, big news today. Uh, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy came out and said he is directing the committees, the three committees, uh, to launch a formal impeachment inquiry. Uh, what do you think of that and what does that do? Because everyone is talking about it. Well, everybody should be talking about it. It's the same mistake that the Democrats made when they uh, impeached uh, twice um, President Trump. Uh, because the Constitution is clear. You need to be able to prove treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. McCarthy says, no, I can't do that, but I can show there's a culture of corruption. We'll go back to the debates. In the debates, some people said we ought to be able to impeach a president so it's, it's for just maladministration, a, just, and they rejected it. They so, said, no, that's not a basis for impeachment. So it's just a bunch of crap, that uh, political stuff going back and forth. It's tit for tat, going back and forth. But fortunately, 
I think McCarthy has the common sense to say, we're not going to put it to a vote of the House. Uh, where previous impeachments were put to a vote of the House before they convened the committee. They didn't do it this time because they know they don't have the votes. There are enough stand-up Republicans who say to themselves, look, we don't like what what Biden's been doing. We don't like what his son has been doing. But you've got to find the basis in the Constitution. As one of the leaders of the opposition said, if you can show treason, bribery, other high crimes and misdemeanors, hey, I'm all for impeachment, but you can't impeach. Just because you don't like the other person and because the other side impeached your guy on non-constitutional grounds. Constitution means the same thing for Democrats and Republicans. And what it means is impeachment is tough as hell. Judge Weinberg, Alan, Richard Weinberg, I think think the significance of having an impeachment inquiry is it gives broader subpoena power because you don't have to show a direct legislative purpose. Isn't that correct? That's right. And that means also if the Biden lawyers want to challenge it, they may have the right to because it gives more power. And if that power has been given without a basis in the Constitution, then maybe it's maybe it's challengeable. It's much better off if they just say, look, we're opening an investigation to see whether it's possible that there are treason, bribery or other high crimes and misdemeanors. Here's the evidence that suggests probable cause. And now we want to see if it can get elevated from probable cause to uh, proof. Uh, but the, the, they, they don't seem to be doing that. They, you know, the, the, Although, the, uh, Professor Dershowitz, i got to take exception with Comer, you because, because that is what actually McCarthy just said today. When McCarthy Comer said the same thing. Yeah, they said, listen, we don't know. In fairness, McCarthy was extremely measured, Professor Dershowitz, no, today. But he used the term culture of corruption instead of saying that we want to look into whether there is treason, bribery, or other high crimes. Comer's talked although, about although the bribery. He, he did Comer's say, let's bribery, see though. where it goes. And he said, listen, no, you know, at the end of that. the day, I actually thought he was extremely measured. That's why I thought he Look, seemed he very careful. He was a lot more measured than the Democrats were. They yeah, that's for pretend. sure. They didn't even pretend to have an impeachable offense. They had Adam Schiff and all those other guys getting up there and saying, you know, anything's impeachable. If, if the House votes it, it's impeachable. No, that's not what the Constitution sets out it's and and you know this is part and parcel of what's going on on the other side the 14th amendment they're abusing the constitution on the democrat side trying to disqualify trump on the basis of the fact that he committed insurrection or rebellion that's nonsense as well but you know neither side should be weaponizing the constitution the constitution is a protection for all of us it isn't a partisan document designed to give rights for thee, but not for me, but me or or not for thee. It has to be applied equally, and we're losing that. We're losing equality in the name of what's called equity or woke or partisanship. And, uh, professor, professor, I agree with you 100%. And we have Craig Eaton here for you, I, Professor I agree Dershowitz. with you, Professor, 100%. We should not be weaponizing either Democrats, Republicans, or anyone else. But I think there's so much evidence here. There's the laptops, there's emails, there's yeah, correspondence. Yeah, I agree. There's so much evidence out there that shows that when he was vice president, there was access given to the office, to his son and his son's business associates. Yeah. We need as a right. country, we need as a country to investigate and explore and have every exactly. opportunity. But it should be a special counsel. And 100%. It should be nonpartisan. 100%. You mean like David Weiss? Above, <laughs> no, exactly the opposite. Somebody who's outside of government, somebody who's, we don't even know what side they vote for, who's never made political contributions, um, you know, a former justice of the Supreme Court, Steve Breyer, uh, who knows, somebody else, uh, a former judge or, 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 or a Republican judge, somebody who is above reproach. And are there any left in America? No. I don't know. I used to think. Yeah. Judge Ludic and, may you, and you can't rely on Merrick Garland to make and that look appointment. What happened to him? Merrick Garland, Judge Ludic, those were people who everybody thought were nonpartisan. By Ludic the way, uh, leading the campaign to try to disqualify. Trump, I remember was, some professor you know, from Harvard about two years ago saying Merrick Garland would make a great Supreme Court justice. He would have been. Oh, <laughs> oh, just not a good uh, AG. Where he could have been uh, neutral, but he he was not the right person. I thought he would be the right person for AG. Um, has, he, not, has he violated his uh, ethics? No, I don't think he's violated. I think he showed bad judgment. The appointment of Weiss showed very bad judgment. Well, um, Professor Dershowitz, by the way, uh, speaking of bad judgment, did you see this uh, today? Um, Protesters stormed Kevin McCarthy's office. 
Um, and it was a whole bunch of it's sort of the, these left groups. Um, they were in there. It's for global AIDS relief. They walked into his office, did a sit down on the floor, linking their arms, kind of wow, busted wow. in. How is that not an insurrection? Well, you know, you let, know let's I've, talk about that. Obviously, you the insurrection is in the eye of the beholder. If you're advocating a cause you agree with, then it's a protest. If you're advocating a cause you disagree with, then it's an insurrection. But obviously, sitting in the office of a member of Congress and refusing to leave <clears throat> is a minor crime. Of course, it's only trespassing. But people have gone to jail for doing the same thing in the in the uh, Washington D.C. Capitol invasions. I, I have a client who just walked into the building, invited in, and walked out when he was told to walk out, and he's facing felony charges, and he's not been allowed to get his law degree. So, again, one law for everybody. You can't have different rules for Republicans and different rules for Democrats. Alan, Alan what do you think about some of these sentences that have been meted out? 22 years? Outrageous. For They're a outrageous. guy who was not even at the Capitol. That guy well, but, did, wasn't even at the Capitol. No, but, but isn't that, a, uh, in a very broad sense, cruel and unusual punishment, 22 years for that? The problem is Justice Scalia and others wrote opinions saying the length of sentences really not subject to cruel and unusual analysis. Wow. That's for the death penalty. But, you know, you can challenge it under the guidelines. You can challenge it substantively in court. And I think these sentences are outrageous. It's more than for murder. It's more than for rape. Um, and, uh, you know, that's what they would have done in the South if they could have to people like Martin Luther King. So remember, Today's villains are tomorrow's heroes and vice versa. So we have to have proportional sentencing. These 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 double digit sentences for this is outrageous. And I hope the courts of appeals will look hard on this. But, you know, so far, the District of Columbia judiciary has not performed very fairly or very well in regard to January 9th, because January 6th, because they think they're victims. Craig, professor, this is Craig, this is Craig. Again. I mean, when you talk about this 22 year sentence, I remember we, we all spoke with you a few weeks ago about all those yeah. videos that came out, all that evidence that came yeah. out and the potential of the exculpatory evidence that was contained therein. I mean, this yeah. this guy that's got 22 years that he's facing, his attorney should immediately file a motion to have that thrown out based upon all the evidence and the fact that it could be some exculpatory evidence there. Yeah. And there's another ground, too. It's called the trial penalty. These guys could all have gotten single-digit and probably low single-digit sentences if they had simply rolled over, cooperated, and turned against their friends and pleaded guilty. But because they pleaded not guilty, they get these very, very, very harsh sentences. That's a part of the American, quote, justice system that's also in need of critical review, the trial. Absolutely. Professor Dershowitz, thank you so much for coming on. God bless you. I love being on your show. You too. We love you. Thank you, Professor. And happy birthday again. Yeah. And also, remember, he was the uh, father of the bride recently, too. He's had a busy uh, time. Uh, Big news, of course, uh, that the U.S. is unfreezing billions of dollars to Iran, and they announce it on 9-11. You can't make it up. Uh, After the break, we have K.T. McFarland, former Deputy National Security Advisor. Let's take a break, and we'll go to K.T. McFarland afterwards to find out What's going on with the six billion fire in? Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code POD. That's ShipStation.com with the code POD. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. 
With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. Well, now we have KT McFarlane. Rita, why don't you take KT? And joining us now is President Trump's former Deputy National Security Advisor, Katie McFarland. Katie, what is your reaction to the U.S. announcing this prisoner swap with Iran and $6 billion are now going to be unfrozen? Can you imagine what Tehran's going to do with that? Well, they're going to build nuclear weapons with it, and they're going to use it to um, have terrorist activities against Israel. They're going to do nothing good with this this money. And, you know, the United States has a longstanding policy that you do not negotiate for hostages. And it sounds cruel and it sounds hard, but there's a reason for it, which is the minute you start doing it and you let the bad guys know that hostages are worth something, they're going to go get more hostages. And that's exactly what's happened. So when President Biden and his administration has announced this great achievement, they're going to get these American citizens back. What are we going to have to give up for that? Well, more than a billion dollars per American. We're going to have to give back to Iran a notorious terrorist that we're holding in prison. And then we're giving, we're unfreezing billions of dollars of assets, which they are going to turn right around and use against American citizens again. And, and to just prove my point, after the Biden administration announced that it was going to pay money for hostages effectively, Iran took another hostage. They took a member of the European Union, a diplomat. They took that person hostage. So it only breeds more hostages. And even the Iranians have come out and said, well, we're going to use that money for whatever we want. Now, the Biden people have said, oh, no, no, it's only going to be used for humanitarian things, medicine, food for starving children, et cetera. Yeah, they're already thumbing the nose. Right, exactly. They're already saying, too bad, we're going to do whatever we want to do with it. I mean, it's already crystal clear that they don't have good intentions, don't you think, Katie McFarland? Oh, yeah. And to do a deal with this, I mean, why is this Biden administration doing it? They've had this love affair with Iran that no one can figure out. They, the same people in the Biden administration are the same people who in the Obama administration had a love affair with Iran. And they've effectively allowed Iran to have a nuclear weapons program. They've enriched Iran. In the Trump administration, we had Iran on its knees economically. And it was only a matter of time before they would have had to concede an awful lot in any kind of a deal with the United States. But the Obama administration said, oh, no, no, here's money, here's some money you can have a terrific time with it, do whatever you want. And and the Biden administration has done exactly the same thing. Iran is going to have nuclear weapons. Iran is going to have nuclear weapons that is going to be allowed to have, thanks to the Biden administration. And whenever they need some money, easy pickings, go grab an American. You know what was amazing, KT McFarland, too, is that this came out that they were announcing it to Congress on 9-11 of all days. You think about uh, the somber anniversary. The President Biden wasn't even near any of the memorial sites, uh, didn't do anything at the White House. There was a lot of criticism for that. And then yet they announced to Congress they cut this deal with Iran of all times. Well, that was Iran's doing. Iran wanted the symbolism. They wanted to be able to say to the Muslim and Arab and Iranian world, Look what we've done to America. 20 years of a forever war in the Middle East, the United States couldn't win, and we have now so rubbed America's face in the dirt that we are announcing this concession from America to Iran on the 22nd anniversary of September 11th. And the Biden administration, either it didn't occur to them that this was a bad idea, or maybe they just don't care. They're so in love with Iran and what they think is going to be a great breakthrough, which in fact is not going to be anything other than a increased ability for Iran to get nuclear weapons and to terrorize its neighbors. And 
potentially even the United States. It is heartbreaking. And, and I just think I agree with you. It's shameful. KT McFarland, thank you so much for being here on the show on this big news. Uh, really upsetting, I think, to every American. Thank you, KT. Thank you, Rita. Thank you. Well, holy cow. On September 11th, don't forget, yesterday was September 11th. Iran says, uh, thank you for the $6 billion, and we're going to do whatever the heck we want with it. Yeah, and they're thumbing their nose. I mean, America's claiming, oh, we're going to use it. We're going to make sure it's for humanitarian. Are you kidding me? How do you enforce that, by the way? Right. You got three chances. Slim, none, and none, none. It's ridiculous. And so, John, the other thing she was saying is the money that we're unfreezing is going to basically go towards weapons used against us. Just like Russia. Yes. Well, you think that's bad? Think about the money Russia's getting, right? Because of what President Biden is doing. Shutting down those pipelines, stopping Alaska from pumping more oil. We're giving the United States and Canada is giving a billion dollars a day to Russia. And you know what Russia is doing with the money? Ukraine. Russia is fighting the Ukraine war, destroying, killing the Ukrainians. And guess, guess what? And then they're also fighting the war in in uh Africa. Uh, Africa, where the seven nations are, where the Wagner Group was in there, they're going to rename the Wagner Group the, the Russian Foreign Legion. So they're using the American money to fight the wars the same way Iran is going to use the $6 billion Washington gave them. It's to, disgusting. To fight the, uh, the, the Israelis. So, John. I mean, how stupid. You are one are of the we? most successful oil executives in the country. Can you believe what would change this? What we would do? Drill, 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 right? If, if what we, we just like Larry Kudlow says, drill, drill, drill. You know what would change it? If we can <coughs> drill more oil, which is available. We're only drilling like seventeen million barrels a day, or eighteen. I think we can go to twenty-one, twenty-two. And guess what? Oil will come down to fifty-five dollars. Russia won't have the money to fight the war. Wow. Yeah, and okay. there's another. Russia will not have the money to fight the war. You heard it here at yeah. WABC. That's unbelievable, okay. John. Why are no? Why are other people need to connect the dots like you I, are? Because this well, is I mean, so it's, it's great powerful, that you explain John. it in, in the way you explain it, so that people can understand what's I'm going on. I'm trying to do the simplest possible. They need to understand what Washington is doing, how they're they're further it, corrupting the country and weakening the, the United Wait, what's States. Worse? We're giving a billion dollars a day, a day to Russia. They're yep. destroying the Ukraine, and guess who's going to pay for for it to restore it? We will. We will. We will. Yeah, yeah. you but can't it's even, it up, John. It's even worse. Wow. It's even worse. They're not going to use paying top dollar for oil to restore the petroleum reserves, the strategic reserves, and they're going to hold that back so they can release it during the presidential campaign to show they're taking the oil prices down when you go to the pumps. So disgusting. Let's take a break. I mean, I need a break. Let's take a break, (laughs) and when we come back, let's listen to something more pleasant. I think we got Angelo Vivolo on that's going to talk about uh, Columbus Columbus Day. Day. Columbus Day is coming. Okay, let's take that break, and then we'll go back to Columbus Day. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. You're commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC. And we are back on Katz and Cosby. Well, one of the greatest parades, I think, is the Columbus Day Parade. It's so beautiful. I always love it when it's there in New York City. And Angela Vivolo, Angelo Vivolo joins us now. He is the board member of the Columbus Citizens Foundation. He's president of the Columbus Heritage Coalition, big philanthropist, entrepreneur, uh, the helm of the Columbus Day Parade. And Angelo, uh, tell us what we can expect this year. Very kind. You well, first first thing I gotta say, 
congratulations to John and Margot for putting on the most incredible party honoring Cousin Brucey. Oh, my God. It was just spectacular. And uh, I, I can't tell you how much we enjoyed it. So Angelo, congratulations I, listened to to, I, I listened to that music, and I remember where I was 40 years ago or 50 years I ago. So did I. And guess who's here? Margot is here, too. Hi, Angelo. I'm so happy oh, that I you know, and Denise enjoyed it. Yes. It was well, a great night. Don't know how you're going to top that party. That was just <laughs> come back I, next year. Yeah. Come back way, next year. I know. I said that too. It was A plus. How do you top A plus? Right? A plus plus. I don't know. <laughs> well, well tell, we, give us an update in the parade. Okay, terrific. Uh, as usual, it's the it is uh, on a Monday, and it's going to be another spectacular day. Uh, we have over a hundred groups marching up Fifth Avenue. Uh, about thirty thousand people just marching. Uh, and, of course, all the dignitaries. And then, you know, on the sidelines, uh, we usually get, according to weather, a couple of hundred thousand people. And then, of course, of course, we're going to be with, with you. And at 770, which you guys, are, John's so kind to uh, broadcast the parade and interview people as they're walking along Fifth Avenue. It's a, it's a, a big plus for the organization for Italian-Americans. Uh, you know, we have uh, a wonderful... Uh, people coming up. We have a flag-throwing uh, group from uh, Tuscany. Uh, we have the Carabinieri. We have Sicilian tenors. We have, of course, of course, the Marine Corps band starts us off with uh, the Star Spangled Banner, which is very, very moving and, and really, really just terrific. Uh, I, I can't tell you uh, uh, how excited I am because I think it's a day not only for Italian-Americans, but for all Americans to celebrate. This is a celebration, celebration of our great, great country, celebration of, of all the people who came here for a better life, including my family and, um, and many others, uh, I'm sure, of your listeners. So it's a great day all around. Angela, who's uh, the Grand Marshal this year? Uh, this year, it's, uh, her name is Beth Peretta. She is uh, the, uh, the uh, female uh, woman owner of a racing, uh, a racing team that races in the Indies 500 and so forth, and she has an all-female racing team. So oh, she's a very very unique individual. We have uh, Donald uh, DiCarlo, uh, a very important member of the foundation, an attorney. And we have two people who I'm really very fond of. We have Tom DiNapoli, who is the New York State controller, a terrific guy, yeah. a wonderful individual, and uh, I, I have so much respect for him, and really, uh, I really appreciate his friendship. And then a very special person for me is Janet DeFiori. Janet was the chief judge of the state of New York, the highest position for an Italian-American in the entire country, and she's just a wonderful person, supports her heritage and culture, and she's an honoree. And then the, the, we have uh, a priest, the Father Zakaria Prezutti, and he is the founder of the Thrive for Life, which is an organization. He's getting a humanitarian award because he is uh, uh, he, he represents an organization that tries to help uh, former for, former prisoners uh, and uh, tries to get them an education and uh, mentors them. So we have a bunch of very worthy people being honored. It's uh, you know, God willing, it's a beautiful day. I'm going to be with you, John, sitting with you next to you uh, that day when uh, 770 broadcasts the uh, parade, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, and, I look forward. Uh, I look forward. Angelo, yes. that's fantastic, but can you tell us the date and from what streets the parade will be marching? Margo, right on. <laughs> it's October 9th. Right? Yeah, October By the way, 9th. leave it to a woman to be organized. You know that, Angela. You know the Absolutely. rules, right? Okay. Okay. It's, it's, it's on Monday, October 9th. The parade uh, begins at noon at 46th Street and goes up 5th Avenue past the 69th. It goes up to 72nd Street. Uh, the viewing stands are between 67th, 68th Street and up to 70th Street. Sounds good. Uh, la la last word. Angela, last word, because we we got to go on to save the world. Okay. The, the whales. Uh, <laughs> save the world. <laughs> uh, any other problems with Columbus statues that we have to defend? Well, it's funny you should ask. Uh, the city council is, is, is uh, revisiting what they did during the de Blasio days and evaluating... The statues, uh, if the person... Angelo, the, give, us, give, us, give us the names of the city council people who are doing that, and we will blurb them out, and we will, we, we will send Curtis after them. 
Oh, God bless Curtis. Well, listen, <laughs> when we get, have more time, I promise, I promise, I promise I'll get back to you on that. But the, the, I just want to thank you, John and Margot, for the support that you give us, uh, the Italian-American community. It's just incredible, and I mean it most sincerely. So uh, God bless God you all. God bless. Rita, good, good seeing you the other night as well. You, you too. Know, you take care. Thank God and, bless. And, and thank you, everybody, Angela. October 9th. How awesome. Yeah. Now, Rita, let's yeah. save the whales. I let's. understand we got some breaking news. Yeah, we do. We have Michael Schellenberger joining us, uh, the great journalist, also a documentary producer. Um, Michael, I know that you are leading a big group uh, calling to a halt of sonar for the wind farms. Tell us about the efforts because we want to save the whales. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is science, government scientists have been saying for months, really years, that the wind industry is not the cause of this huge increase in whale deaths. 71 whale deaths since December last year along the East Coast already. Those are really, this is not normal. Those are far too high of numbers. And they've insisted it's not from the wind industry, but we now have conclusive scientific data that measures illegal levels of sonar, which is this very loud noise to map the ocean floor to figure out where to put the turbines. We now know that they have illegal levels of it. It's driving mothers and their calves apart, which kills the baby calves. This is an endangered species. There's only 340 of these North Atlantic right whales left in the world. You can't kill any more of them or they're at risk of extinction. These are spiritual animals. Everybody cares about whales for good reason. And we're at the verge of making one of them extinct because of what the wind industry is doing. This very loud and it's driving them into additional boat traffic as well where they get hit by the boat. So it's, it's a terrible tragedy. We think the evidence now is conclusive. We believe there will be congressional hearings. We've got to put a stop to these the killing of these. Oh, wow. Animals. So how soon could there be hearings? And uh, the other thing, too, Michael, we had um, Congressman Chris Smith on a while ago, um, who I'm sure you probably know of New Jersey, who's also leading the fight uh, like you, which obviously we love our animals here. And um, one of the things he also talked about was also the planes, uh, that the sonar is affecting planes, too. Um, are you looking into that? We're, that's not for us. I mean, I think other people are looking into that, but we are conservationists. We're passionate about whales. I've cared about saving whales since I was a boy growing up as a as a progressive environmentalist in Colorado. And we're very upset that Bravo. environmentalists have, um, you know, the environmental groups all had their scientists come out in an open letter saying that this these wind projects could make the North Atlantic right whale extinct. And their bosses at the big groups, Sierra Club, NRDC, EDF, Audubon, they've all sold out for money. They're taking money directly. Wow. Uh, this is the biggest environmental scandal in the world. The news media are taking money. The politicians are taking money. And all and that money is all from U.S. taxpayers who pay one-third to two-thirds the cost of building these huge machines. These are massive. These are as big as the Eiffel Tower. And they're going to put them in the beautiful – it's going to ruin the views. Even if you don't care about whales, the views of the East Coast will be destroyed by these monstrosities that will that will defeat the horizon of the East Coast. And everybody, we're talking to environmentalist and journalist Michael Schellenberger. Yeah, killing the whales. Yeah. Now, now, Michael, this is, this is Craig Eaton. I have a house down on Long Beach Island in New Jersey. And uh, a week ago or so, we heard that Orsted, the global wind energy developer, said that it's delaying the project on the Jersey Shore in Ocean City and uh, uh, Long Beach Island until 2026 due to supply chain issues. How does that impact on what on what you're working on? It's fantastic news. Yeah. I mean, there's a chance that we're going to defeat this thing. Everybody thought this was inevitable. You know, we said, no, you don't give up on a species. You don't give up on a species of whale. But now, because it's such inefficient energy, with all of the subsidies they get, which pays for a third to two-thirds the cost, now they're saying they need more money. So then now they're trying to shake down the government for even more money. They got $370 billion, Actually, it's more like a trillion dollars they're going to get from taxpayers, all these green energy companies. So it's, it's insult on injury. They're going to make the whales go extinct. They're going to ruin your coastline. And now they're going to demand tens of billions of dollars more to make your electricity more expensive. It's like literally it's the biggest environmental scandal in the world. Yeah, it's a scam. It's, it's a, a scam. taxpayer ripoff. Because, because it's not really about energy. It's about making a trillion dollars. 
It's greed. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, you know, lucre. I, I, I'm a businessman. I could understand if these windmills really, really worked. But it's, how do you say, bupkis. <laughs> a bupkis amount of energy from it and, and the amount of damage they're doing to the environment it's for incredible. bupkis is stupid. And they're in denial. That, and, you know, and, and they get dumb politicians that don't have a high IQ to believe in it. Yeah, or they don't want to admit what the real problem and plus is. Plus, you had, you had self-interested scientists who were carrying out the party line and people like, uh, like Michael who were challenging conventional wisdom were attacked. Right. And and if you have if your goal is to protect the environment, which is a very noble venture and to protect animals, you should be admitting, hey, maybe these things weren't the smartest. They're not even doing that. They're so full steam ahead and they're denying the data that shows it's killing the and whales. attacking the people who raise is, serious questions. It's horrible. I it's horrible. A, I just got a text from a friend of mine uh, because the, the, the windmills, bupkis and energy, bupkis. Uh, the U.S. oil production right now is 12.8 million uh, barrels a day, and the refinery capacity we could do 20 million. Wow, almost double. So all that all, all that that President Biden has to do is you know. Go real, back to what was real, working. Real, stop, real. stop with these solar cells and windmills. Go I mean, back to what was working. Well, Mr. <laughs> Sonnenberger, thank you. Keep us informed. I love whales. We, we cannot com- we cannot depend on Captain Kirk coming back in the 24th century to bring him back. <laughs> and thank you so much. Thank you. Thank Let you. us know when thank you go before uh, Capitol Hill. Let us know when you when that happens. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Thank you, Michael. How great. And, uh, John, we have uh, go. Al D'Amato coming well, up. Well, let's take the break. Yeah. We're going to take a break. And we got uh, one of the smartest U.S. senators I, I, I know. And, one of the feistiest and, I know. And feistiest. <laughs> and uh, and uh, we have uh, Alphonse D'Amato. And let's take that break first. It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. Breaking news, WABC. Well, we just got a very lousy report. Uh, we we have a report, and we're just trying to verify it, that the former police commissioner and fire department commissioner of Howard Safer has passed away. This is heartbreaking news, uh, John. We're just hearing it uh, through a couple friends. Uh, waiting to see if we can get confirmed. Howard Safer, of course, the longtime police commissioner, dear friend to so many of us here, um, also and former he worked, FDNY. I, I worked with him on the uh, police, uh, restoring the police museum. Yeah, oh, th- exactly. And also, um, you know, Dare. He was on He was on the board with Dare, uh, did so many he great a, causes. What a gentleman. He was he such a, a gentleman. Class. An elegant, an elegant lovely gentleman. Was he sick or anything? Uh, you know any what? Yet? I, I have not heard that. I actually talked to Howard probably a couple weeks ago. And uh, Howard was a dear friend. Um, in fact, John, I invited him. He was my guest. He and his wife, Carol, were my guest to the uh, WABC party we had last yeah, year. We've had him on this show. We, we had love Howard. him. Yeah, he we is had Howard on the show. Great 81 years old. God uh, bless him and his family. One of the greatest guys. We're trying to get some more details. Again, everybody just hearing from friends uh, that Howard Safer, the great former NYPD commissioner and also former FDNY commissioner, uh, has passed away. We're trying to get confirmation. And what a great patriotic, incredible individual he is as we get more details uh, we will bring that to you. Um, let's go to uh, Senator Al D'Amato, uh, the great former senior senator of New York. Uh, uh, senator, as we're just hearing this really sad news, I'm heartbroken. I loved Howard Safer. He was a great commissioner, a great public servant, was fabulous in New York. And uh, he's, he's, he served during difficult times. Uh, let's not kid ourselves. And he did a fabulous it was respected by everybody, Democrats, Republicans, bipartisan. We need more people like that in government. Yes. yes. Yeah, very, very sad. He wasn't that old. He was only about 81 years 81 old. 81 years old, yeah, John. Yeah, absolutely. And and such a patriot and such a lover of Manhattan and New York City, such a force you think about during tough times in New York City, really steered the, only, the way. The only person to ever be both FDNY and police commissioner. A great honor. Yeah, great honor. And, and always a gentleman, always just like a great guy and such a great, great soul. As we get more details, everybody, we'll, of course, uh, we'll bring that to you. Um, Senator D'Amato, I want to also um, find out from you. We were talking about 
um, the migrants in New York City. This is astounding that we had the mayor on yesterday who was talking about that there will probably be cuts across the board. And he's saying 5% now, 5 uh, in a few months, 5 in another month, 15% potential cut to all city services to cover the migrants. Your reaction, people are going, wait a minute. It will be a disaster. Uh, imagine cutting the police department 15% over the next uh, year. Incredible. Incredible. We have enough trouble now. Um, and you're going to have retirements like you've never seen. Because if they're not going to be getting their overtime, et cetera, et cetera, they're going to retire. And so we are going to have a crisis that is going to be manifested in all kinds of crime that, that makes what we have now pale in comparison. And it's not good now. It's just going to get worse. And I have to tell you, the mayor um, and Governor Hochul should be ashamed of themselves. And they should start a petition. Hopeful goes down to Washington to meet with the president. And he doesn't have the time to step up to bring her in to his office. That's unheard of. Unheard of. Yeah, what an embarrassment. Unheard of. That is terrible. Right? But, but and, and, and the the mayor, who has been so supportive of the president over the years, right, during his campaign, etc., doesn't get an opportunity to talk to him, to meet with him, and they're just pouring migrants into the city and, and creating a disaster. And that's what we're creating. And that's what's being done throughout the country. Understand what's happening. And I don't blame the governor of Texas for, for taking migrants and sending them, okay, all right, we'll send you to the sanctuary cities. We'll send you here. We'll send you there. What's he going to do? Just let millions of them camp out? You know, and and if he didn't have what he's doing, the border wall that he's built in the water, all right? Thank God he's doing those kinds of things. Thank God. What a mess. We're talking to uh, the senior senator, Al D'Amato, former senior senator of New York, Craig Eaton. Senator, the the one problem that I see is we have this influx of tens of thousands of migrants Many of them getting arrested. One one guy alone got arrested six times on 14 different charges in several weeks. So we're going to have all yep. these migrants. The crime is increasing. And now we're going yep. to deplete the police force by 15 percent. It, it really is an accident waiting to happen here. And there's oh. another there's, Senator, it's, uh, it's Richard Warner. There's another issue. You know, they're trying to get them work permits. So now the state of New York, some of the members of the assembly and state Senate want to pass a law up in Albany, giving them work permits. Now, what that means is, under that local law in New York that's in litigation, that would mean if they had a work permit, they'd have a right, even though the illegal aliens have a right to vote in municipal elections. What do you say about that, Senator? I I say it is an absolute disaster that is going to be made worse by, by these kinds of insane programs which are taking place, and they are insane. It, it 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 is a catastrophe which is which is unfolding and and it should be stopped absolutely it it is terrible um it is unnecessary and and i i have to tell you um it's about time the democrats woke up and said we're going to fight for our city and and we're going to put partisan politics aside and, and began to fight for our city. It's long overdue. Senator, long- uh, did did you hear this also, that uh, there's reports that the NYPD is expecting a flood of retirements because one of the places where oh, they yeah. may slash is overtime for police. They also might slash FDNY, yeah. some of these firehouses. I mean, that's, that is a public safety issue. There is no doubt about it. You are going to have more retirements from the police department because you're cutting their overtime. And they can't make it without overtime, many of them. And what they will do is they'll have their pensions reduced. In other words, they take your highest three years, right? And so if you're going to have a year with no overtime, guess what? 
You the quit. pension you quit goes earlier. down. Just you what we earlier. need to drive our great yeah. police yeah. out. I mean, and that's the terrible. Other, the two other things, and I can tell you having done 13 or 14 city budgets when I was at City Hall, the way they save sure. money is they delay or they cut back on the police academy class and they cut back on the firehouses. So those are cheap well, ways of saving money that cost the quality of life and the safety of our citizens. Big time. Big time. I mean, that to me is uh, that is frightening. Uh, Senator D'Amato. Yep. I'm here. Yeah. I mean, you know, think about the impact of places like that. And we are driving police out. I mean, they're already having a hard time recruiting yeah. right now. Tough and, time and, right. them now. Imagine if you're if they're going to see their overtime cut, their pensions go down. You're, you're going to have an exodus like we've never had before. It, it is absolutely criminal what we're doing. It, it is wrong, and I want to tell you, it's about time that the city council got together and stood up and began to fight for the taxpayers of New York City. That, that, and to, you and, are 100% right. We need to bring New York City back, Senator D'Amato, and we're not going to yeah. fill these empty offices here in Manhattan if crime continues oh. to spike up and we can't get fire response, and the garbage continues to build up because we have no sanitation, and the cops aren't on the streets. But if you're a migrant, you get a nice hotel, yeah, no, and you it, get it's food and all that. I mean, you, where you, are our priorities? You hit it right on the head. The city council needs to stand up, become adults, and go into City Hall and say, enough is enough. You are destroying New York City. Well, that's what's taking place. They are yeah. destroying the city. And, and you know what? The person who stands up and takes leadership and talks about this is the person who we should support. One thousand percent. Senator D'Amato, thank you for being thank you with very us. Much we for appreciate coming it. On. Thank you. And, and uh, by the way, uh, he passed away. Uh, Commissioner Howard Safer, Safer, yes, passed away on September 11th. You know, I saw when I saw that, John. I thought, wow, you know, a, talk about a patriotic yes. guy. And by yeah. the way, he passed away in Annapolis, Maryland. It's saying too. And one, and one of the you charities know? he's asking for donations is the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Wow, wow. what okay. a, he was such amazing. an amazing man, Howard Safer. Uh, well, guys, uh, thank you all for coming on. And uh, what do we all stand for? Truth, Truth justice, justice, and the American, American way. way. God bless America. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.